Let's get ready to edify. <laughs> I didn't think that one through. That one just came out. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the True Christian Podcast. It's the Wednesday episode, and I am back in the building. Oh, man, I've been... Look, I'm a little red. I'm actually super red. The camera is doing great things for me by not showing you how red I am. I am burnt. I've got a good uh, strawberry milk complexion going on right now. It's bad. It's, <laughs> it's I'm in pain. I've been rubbing aloe all over my shoulders, man. The sun jacked me up in Florida. What's up, JD? What's up, Mark? Good to have you back. What's up, everybody in the chat? Everybody over on TikTok, they can hear me. Come over to YouTube. Do the right thing. Do and the as always, right guys, thing. like and subscribe. Share the video. Grow the page. Um, and also check out check out Mark's link tree. Check out, check out my bio and TikTok um, and see how you can get involved in our respective ministries. God is moving. God is moving. It's good to have Mike back. We, we were grateful to have Chad here the other night as we discussed the Torah observance and the dangers thereof. Yeah. And uh, tonight we are gonna we're gonna discuss more more on the line, staying in line with the topic, um, how we as members of the body of Christ should be conducting ourselves online. So this is this is a good good topic. And in person, and in person, but mainly online because you all yeah. are online. Real quick, I brought up his username for those that don't already follow JD on TikTok. Granted, he's not as active um, as myself, and he's made it clear that he doesn't want to be that active. But he does have live streams. He's a, a great person to support on there. And like he said, his links are over there because he refuses to send them to me so I can put them in, this, in the description here. I want you guys to know it's his fault that they're not in the description here on YouTube yet. 100% JD's fault. Uh, also, if Chad is watching, I appreciate you coming on. You and I have not actually had any conversations or discussed anything or whatnot. I have seen you online, and clearly we have fellow acquaintances, so I appreciate you uh, uh, filling in. Um, I mean, you weren't as handsome as myself, but you did a good job filling in. Uh, I appreciate that, and uh, I look forward to maybe uh, getting you on here when I'm on here and being able yeah. to uh, definitely discuss definitely. some things um, with you. Definitely. Definitely, Ooh. that's a that's a must do. Like, uh, Chad, Chad's a difficult man to pin down. He's like, I don't know if you heard, but Chad's got Chad's got ten kids, guys. Chad's got ten kids. Uh, he's adopted seven seven kids. So uh, <laughs> that's he's, a he's a busy man. He's a busy man. So it was it was it was good to have him. Yeah, he held it down really nicely, which was cool. Um, but we missed we missed our Mikey Mike. There is only one Mike Lowry. <laughs> I wanna be, I wanna be like Mike. There is only one, and, and and I'm happy to be back. I couldn't help but uh, trying to take over the stream when they were live. I jumped in the comments section. I was like, "Ooh, say this. Ooh, what about this?" And I'm like, "You know what? Let me let me uh, uh, go back to vacation." I, I I struggled being on vacation um, and not wanting to interrupt the live stream, but I am back. And as you see, the topic of tonight is ambassadors of Christ, and Amen. obviously, with a lot of recent things going on, especially, I mean. It's not really new. I've, every day there's something that that shows us how poorly Christians operate as far as um, online goes and in person. And what's funny is you get these people that play victim and try and act like, well, the only reason I'm acting this way is because, you know, I'm being persecuted or I'm being treated this way. And and I also wanted to bring up this false pers uh, persecution complex um, yeah. as something that we're seeing a lot. Now, I just made a video actually about this. You know, a lot of Christians will say, well, Jesus flipped tables and they they turn to this to give themselves the excuse to act unruly. 
It's like they're trying to find a reason to be able to step out of bounds of the guidelines of how a Christian should be. Because, well, Jesus flipped tables. That's not very Christ-like, right? Or, you know, how we call Christ-like. Look what he did. And I, I made a video about it. You can check that out on TikTok. But just to emphasize this real quick, Jesus's ministry is three years long. If you're building your entire way that you operate off of one event out of the context of the event, then it's mind blowing. You know what else Jesus also did? He sat quietly as his accuser spit in his face and slapped him and said, prophesy for us on who slapped you. He sat there quietly as they condemned him to death and then hung him on the cross. He sat there quietly as they beat him. So if, if you really want to talk about what Jesus did and what therefore you can do, don't lean on what he did in the temple. You see, the temple was the house of God. And when I say house of God, I don't just mean like your church, okay? Your church is not the house of God like the temple was. The temple had God residing in the Holy of Holies. Literally, physically, God resided with Israel in the Holy of Holies. This was his father's house. Remember when he gets lost in the beginning of Luke, uh, JD? What does he say? Where was he at? At my father's house. 100%. That's his father's house. Yeah. When his parents finally found me. I mean, and I was I was busy yesterday uh, because I saw yours, I saw I saw Justin's, I saw Blake's and I was going to I was going to do a follow up to put emphasis on what you had already said, what Blake had already said. Um and and I was busy making this video and I will still post it. I will still post the video, but I was like I'm gonna, I'm going to address this on the live as well. Um what we do see, what we do see from from you know, and that's a bad reference when people think, you know, well, Jesus flipped tables. First of all, you're not Jesus. Um, second of all, it's <laughs> another uh, part that I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, none of us are Jesus. Um, when we go to, when we go to, uh, you know, Second Timothy chapter four, uh, Romans 12, verse one and two. I mean, Romans 12, one and two, Paul gives us such an important little warning there. We're going to go through that now, but he says to us, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, we know when Jesus, during his earthly ministry, there were physical sacrifices taking place, uh, you know, animal sacrifices taking place. Today, we, how we are a sweet-smelling aroma unto God is how we present ourselves as a living sacrifice unto God. And, and this is what a lot of people miss. So, when when and this is the this is the angle i wanted to take you know based on what mark had already said what justin had already said what blake had already said is is we are not attacking ryan foley by any means we are not telling people to go to ryan foley's page and attack ryan foley that's not what's happening we are saying this is not how a follower of christ conducts themselves out in the open we don't go into catholic churches and kick down doors we don't go to the mosque we don't approach the hebrew israelites and start screaming at them repent that's not preaching the gospel you know we are told to be wise and 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 we are told to be in living among all people peacefully peacefully as far as it is possible as far as it is possible saying jesus even says to us in luke that offense will come but woe to those who the offense comes to so so again we as christians as the body of christ we see it in romans 12 verses 1 and 2 not to conform to the pattern of this world and when you look into the greek definition of this conforming to the pattern of the world it, it literally means to be molded by it to be molded by it so Again, not speaking out against him specifically, but he's obviously seen something. He's seen people do this, and and he's cottoned on that 
this is a way people do this because I have seen people that approach the ministry that way. No one comes to Jesus that way. You don't walk into a shop that sells voodoo stuff and go, you best stop selling this voodoo stuff. That's not how it works. When we see the lady saying, please leave, please leave, please leave. And he carries on making his video. This is not how Christians conduct themselves. We are told we are to dust our feet and walk away where we are not welcome to preach. And, and ultimately, this is this is this is what we don't see him doing. Yeah, and, and yeah. I don't really want to harp on that gentleman uh, because we have a lot. But obviously, the 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 example right now, right, is that. But uh, other people's worship is not the temple of God. Also, let me just throw that out there. Like, for example, if you believe that Catholics aren't, you know, truly Christians, especially that person's views of Catholics, then that's not the temple of God in your opinion. So therefore, it's not you flipping tables in the temple of God. A pagan worship service is not the temple of God. Um, you know, uh, Joe Olstein's church is not the temple of God. In order for that to be a Jesus flipping tables moment, you would have to admit that that place is a place of God. Um, so it, you contradict yourself when you say it's not a place of God, but yet you want to come in here flipping tables. And Amen. there's other things that we need to discuss tonight. And that was just something I kind of wanted to lead off. But I, I, I know that people are asking, well, is there ever an excuse for righteous anger? Yes. Righteous anger is not a problem. It's what you do with that righteous anger. One of the fruits of the spirit is what? Self-control. And then another is patience, right? We see in Romans, I believe it's like 14, maybe 15. I don't know, somewhere around there where it says, um, you know, love your enemies, give food to your enemies if they're hungry, give drink to your enemies if they're thirsties. You know, God will be the, the Lord will have his vengeance and you're loving them is like pouring coals on their head, right? So Amen. even if you have righteous anger in your heart, you still respond with love. Uh, it's yep. it's not beneficial to the kingdom if you then strike someone, if you get angry and push someone. As we see in, in 1 Peter, it says that if you get punished for your own sins, how does that glorify God, right? How does that glorify God? Um, yeah. Excuse me. Amen. Sorry. But, I mean, we, we see even more of it. Don't sin in your anger. Paul says you will get angry. We do not sin in your anger. So the question you say, how do I conduct myself when I'm anger? Again, Galatians 5, you know, Galatians 5, 20, 20, 22, where we look at the fruits of the spirit, being able to bridle your tongue, being able to hold your mouth is a it's a sign of of of, of true spiritual maturity. When you are able to say something, but you don't and you go. I know they're going to answer to God for what they've just done. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to, being able to bridle your tongue and not speak on every little thing that you see. Knowing what kind of situations that you're ready for is important. That's a, that's yeah. a big one, right? So, for example, if you know that you're quick to anger still, going to a pride event is ridiculously ri ridiculous, right? Uh, actually, I'll give you a story here. I love Blake. Everybody knows I love Blake, so this isn't a shot at him. Uh, Justin was saying one time when we were out street preaching, man, I would love to get Blake out here with us. And I said straight up, nah, not yet. Cause I love Blake, but he's still, he's got a lot of fire in him. And I don't know if he would, he's great at what he does, but I don't know how well street preaching would be for him because we all know Blake has a quick temper, right? That's not a shot at him. We're all humans. We all have our own flaws. Blake knows I love him to death and he probably would. I would hope understand when I say, I wouldn't want to put him in a situation where he loses his cool. And does something he shouldn't do, right? So there's some people that aren't there yet when it comes to those kinds of situations. Now, if you're in a situation where righteous anger comes up and, and you're there already, 
walk away. And this is what that understanding of you don't have to win the battles because there's this pride in us where we have to win every battle, every interaction, every, every, every uh, exchange of words. Like I have to be the one to get out on top. I need to make sure that it's known that God won't stand for this. So I won't stand for this. And when we let our pride take up like that, we put ourselves in positions that we don't need to be in because we're acting yeah. like, God, I know you said you'll, you'll handle this. It says it in the scriptures. Like he's not, he's not, uh, he's long suffering. He's patient, but he will return and he will, uh, hand out his punishments. He will hand out his judgment. He will get vengeance, but we're saying, you know what, God, I know you're going to do it, but I gotta, I'm gonna do a little right now. I got this, Amen. right? It's, it's pride. Amen. There's nothing Amen. greater than, like I said, loving your enemies and pouring hot coal on them. Amen. I mean, Colossians 4, 6, what does that say? Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you know how you are, ought to answer every single man. Let your speech always be seasoned with grace and salt. Like this is this is the Apostle Paul's instruction to, to the church at, at Colos. Like we don't just get to go blah, 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 blah. Like, and ultimately, if it if it's not biblical, if it's not in the Bible, it's not from God. And 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 this is kind of what we, we spoke on again when we when we spoke about cultish behavior, when we spoke about people that that isogete and add their own meaning to a single verse which they've cherry-picked, and this is their verse of life. I mean, we always go back, we've we've brought this verse up so many times on the podcast, but 1 Peter 3:15 says, Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within inside of you with meekness and a fear of the lord like like what every single instruction we see from from the apostles of christ is to answer with love and this is this is why i say we can't go well, well jesus flip tables we are not jesus that wasn't our father's house so uh, again we we look at the instructions given to us by the apostles of christ jesus who say this is how you are to speak this is how you ought to walk, and this is how you ought to talk. And this is the way we share the gospel effectively, where God's power is on full display. God's power cannot be on display when we are misrepresenting the gospel. And, and I like the comment, you know, the turn or burn, it never works. It never works. You, you, you It just doesn't. It's sort of like when Jesus was asked about the stone, he said, you know, uh, you should stone this woman. Jesus said, let the one who has never sinned cast the first stone. Some Christians fail to realize our role in this. By all means, you can warn someone of the coming stoning. You can say the one who has the right to cast the stone will return and throw that stone. But you don't have the right to wield that stone because you are a sinner. And like Jesus said, let the one who has not sinned cast that stone. Jesus never sinned. He can cast it. By all means, he can, and he will. He will. The cornerstone yeah. will crash down and destroy the kingdoms. But we don't have the right to wield that stone. All we have the right to do is warn people like, hey, the one who can cast that stone is coming. And yeah. this doesn't just – see, a lot of people also fail to realize that as Christians, you try and mix up this telling truth with, with what we say, knowing – let me just say it this way. A lot of Christians act like other Christians are stupid, right? Like, come on, man. 
I'm not stupid. You're not stupid. The way you say things matters. You can say I'm telling people truth all day long, but your tone, the way you do it, the passive aggressiveness, you're literally trying to poke at people and cause issues. It's like you're hiding behind God because you know I got God on my team. I, I, I win at the end and poke, 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 poke. And we see Christians do this with other Christians with the sly comments to each other. Like, yeah, you might want to get right with God, bro. Like, they're not right with God. I am, but you're not not right with God and yeah, oh, man. you just don't know what you're talking about and you love your sin more than like it's these sly comments that you know offend people and you're trying to cause division and there and we know some of those people are watching right now those very people that live in a passive aggressive state that is not what we're called to do as Christians as ambassadors of Christ we are called to represent Christ and his kingdom not represent his judgment not represent his wrath but represent his kingdom we are called to be that. But as ambassadors, we're also not called to try and enforce his his kingdom's rules here in this kingdom. That's the thing I think a line people need to realize because a lot of people want to try and be like, well, you know, God said this is wrong, so you have to stop it. Nowhere in scripture do you ever see any of the apostles telling non-believers that they need to act like Christ. They tell them, you know, you need to turn from your sin and come to Christ. The only people you see the apostles talking to when it comes to that stuff is fellow believers. Those letters you're reading that you're quoting to these non-believers are is usually Paul speaking to believers. Like, hey, walk in light, stay away from these things. Don't you know that these things won't inherit the kingdom of heaven? That's not Paul preaching to non-believers. That's Paul yep. talking to his brothers and sisters. The scriptures actually say we're not called to judge the people outside the church. We're not. So when people ask me, well, Mike, I see you uh, you uh, rebuking this guy. Why don't you rebuke the witch? Why don't you rebuke this person? Why don't you rebuke yeah, this yeah, person? Yeah, I'm not called that. to judge them. I'm not. In fact, that witch lady that, that, that worked at that store, she commented on my video. And you know what I said to her? Despite that we are disagreements in beliefs, I hope you know that, you know, uh, we love you and this isn't how we want to present ourselves to you, right? I'm not sugarcoating anything and conforming to her sin, but at the same time, we're not called to judge them because they they don't fall under the Christian lifestyle. They're not there yet. You want to get them there. Once they have the, because listen, what does John 15 say? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, as Christians, we, we believe that, right? So can a yeah. sinner, a, apart from Christ, stop sinning? I don't know, J.D., let me ask you this question. Can a non-Holy Spirit indwelt, non-regenerated man stop sinning? Can nope. they turn from their sinful ways? Nope, 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 nope. So I want you to think about this right now. Everybody listening. So if this person who doesn't know Jesus, who doesn't have the Holy Spirit, who's not regenerated, if they cannot... In fact, Romans 8 says that in the flesh they oppose God, for they cannot obey God. What should I be bringing to them? Instruction saying you need to obey God, even though it's literally impossible for you to do so. Or should I be bringing love in, in hopes to bring the Holy Spirit to them? Yeah. I mean, this this is this is something we see again and again and again this happened. And, and I, you know, it does. And over time... I've gotten more and more disheartened by how people respond to one another and um, not realizing the people that are watching, especially if you come across a video and, and you see the way it's being conducted, you see the, the facetious behavior, the sarcastic comments, the, the way they conduct themselves behind the scenes. 
and then you, you you read the comments and it's always the same echo chamber with the same people amening. Yeah, you get those fools. Yeah, you 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 tell them, you tell them. Uh, but ultimately, that's just not Christ-like at all. That's not Christ-like at all. That's not how we are to conduct ourselves. Um, you know, we see Galatians 6 verses 1 and 2 says, if you see, you know, a brother that has fallen into fault, then you correct them. You correct them again with meekness, restoring them with love. Um, and and this is this is something we, we don't speak on enough. Exhortation, exhortation, again, in, a, in the fullness of the meaning to exhort means to come along your brother, means to come along together. This is an exhortation. And I love how it says it in Timothy. It says, rebuke, then exhort. So if Mike rebukes me and says, yo, brother, disgusting. I don't want to see you doing that. That's not you. That's not your behavior. And I accept the, I accept the rebuke. What comes next is the exhortation. Then my brother Christ comes next to me and he says, he lifts me back up. He builds me back up and he restores me back to the sound faith, which we both believe. This is what we see throughout the apostles journey is, 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 you know, rebuke each other, but then exhort each other and bring each other back to the sound doctrine, the sound faith. And, and this is what we don't see on TikTok in TikTok um, or on TikTok rather. It's all about getting that gotcha moment, you know, like, ah, gotcha, bam, you said that. Let me snip that up. Let me cut that up. Let me post that. And uh, let me share that with the world. And ultimately, all we see is, again, it's the same echo chambers. Uh, people that follow certain people will amen their videos all the time and, 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 and spur them on and egg them on and tell them what a good job they're doing. But ultimately, it, it doesn't edify. It doesn't grow. It doesn't bring anybody. It doesn't bring peace. It doesn't bring harmony. It doesn't bring unity. It's it's just quite frankly, it's a waste of time. Exactly. That's the bottom line. And, and I'd say this much. Uh when we see Paul rebuke, I just thought about this. When we see Paul rebuke Peter, that's the only time he mentions it, right? And he mentions it for an important reason, but he never once talks down about Peter, never once disrespects Peter. You never see Paul bring up Peter again and say something like a sly, passive aggressive statement against him. You you never see uh Peter Paul Peter says something good about Paul, right? But yet we know that they had an issue. We know that Peter was rebuked by Paul, but that's all we know. And that's all we should know. It shouldn't be this constant, <laughs> this constant attacking, this belittling, and, and this disgustingness that we see um, amongst Christians in today's society of, again, I'm better, I know more. It's all this, this, this attacking each other's character, attacking each other personally. And, and I tell people all the time, like, I know people don't like me. But my goal is never. I never attack people personally. And I, I recommend it's okay to say I disagree with you. Here's why I disagree. No one's saying you can't do those things. Stay away from the personal attacks. Stay away from the childish, passive aggressive stuff because you represent Christ and people are watching. Non-believers are watching. And when they watch how you act, it matters. And again, this is why the title of this podcast is Ambassadors of Christ. It's not about the battle you're having with the person in your vision. It's the people you don't see that are watching that know like, man, I, I don't, 
I don't want to be, I don't even want to know about Christianity. Why would I come to anyone to know about Christianity if all of you guys do is attack each other? All I see from you guys is attacking and belittling and rebuking and condescension. Why would I come to you guys for the truth when it seems like y'all don't even know the truth? Y'all don't even know it. Why would I come? And that's what they're doing. And, and again, that's also what we're, what they're doing when they see these people that are disrespectful, hateful. There are hateful Christians. I know that when someone says, oh, ain't no, ain't no hate like Christian love, you get offended because in your mind, you're like, I haven't been hateful to anybody. But they, you're not the only Christian they've ever met. You're not the but narcissistic inside of all of us wants to believe we're the only Christian someone meets. Let me make it very clear. You're not the only Christian someone's met. And that's the sad thing is that the other Christians, oh, matter of fact, someone uh, someone defending what, what you know who was doing said, well, he's planting seeds. No, he's planting weeds. And what do weeds do? Weeds take up all the nutrition. Weeds take up all the nutrition of the soil. So if there's weeds somewhere, it's extremely hard to plant a seed that's going to catch root. Well, when people go out there and you do the negative things, yeah, you're planting something, but you're planting weeds and not seeds. And now when the next evangelist comes up, before they can plant seeds, they got to pull up those weeds. And sometimes we can't. Sometimes there's too many weeds. There's impossible for us to pull them all up. So don't think just because, well, you know, I, I, I said Jesus is king. So that's, you know, I might have been a jerk about it, but I said Jesus is king. So seeds were planted. Not exactly. No. It's not always seeds being planted. Sometimes you're amen. planting weeds. Amen. 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 I mean, and, and what saith the scriptures, man? Like we, we, we can go through literally, you know, the way Paul, Paul rebukes in first, second Corinthians, in, in Galatians, in Colossians. It's, 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 it's so important. Philippians, we see how, what does he say to us in Philippians 127? Let your speech be only as it becomes the gospel of Christ Jesus. That's Amen. that's what he's saying. That's what we are to be talking about. And 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 when we are told not to be, you know, going back to Romans 12, when we are told not to conform to the pattern of this world, not to be molded by the world, not to speak like the world, not to act like the world, not to talk like the world, this is essentially again. Such an important reminder. And I was going through this yesterday, you know, where Mark and I decided, you know, we're going to we're going to chat on this topic. And being an ambassador for Christ literally means that you are. And this is where a lot of people don't understand. When Paul says to Timothy in season and out of season, he's saying all the time. He's not saying there are different seasons. He's literally the Greek definition there is constantly all the time, 24 seven. Let you that's it the gospel exhort long suffering rebuke preach that's what we are supposed to do is preach the gospel i mean what does he say in second timothy chapter 4 do the work of an evangelist making full proof of your ministry the evangelist euangelizo and and we know euangelion is the gospel euangelizo is a preacher of the gospel or a speaker of the gospel, someone who only shares the gospel. He says it there clearly. Do the work of an evangelist, making full proof of your ministry, preaching the gospel in season and out of season, constantly preaching the gospel. That's what we are to do. And again, just, just quickly, I was reminded of this again yesterday. Everything we do in this life 
Once you have come to Christ, once you have said, I'm a believer in Christ Jesus, once you have been regenerated, once you have been born again into the body of Christ, you, everything, everything you do from this point outward is a representation of Jesus Amen. Christ. Everything. As it says in Colossians, do everything um, uh, from your heart as if it was for the Lord. Everything that you do. And this is an, and now we can kind of roll into the positive side of what we want to talk about tonight. Right. Like, yeah, we're sitting here saying all this, what not to be right. What not to be, what not to be, what not to be. And, and don't get me wrong. A lot of people give us a lot of examples to talk about, but I get asked all the time, Mike, I wish I was as bold as you guys. They see Justin videos or my videos. I wish I was that bold. I wish I could do that. Can I tell you something? You can reach more people the, in, in just acting Christ-like than me and Justin reach on the street preaching the gospel. Because mm -hmm. when you walk in the ways of Christ in your day-to-day -day life, you are preaching the gospel. There's an old Amen. saying, preach the gospel and sometimes use words. Because when you are an ambassador of Christ, again, this ambassador statement is so important. Let's say the ambassador of England or the ambassador of whatever came over and you met them. And everything about them was just like a shining light. And they're always so joyful. And, they, and the way they carry themselves makes you say like, man, is that what everybody in your country is like? I want to travel there. I want to I want to visit. Man, you were just such a blessing to have at my house. I invited you over and just you were kind and loving and gentle and everything about you. Is that what your nation is like? He's like, yeah, it's exactly what it's like. That's why, I mean, I'm here. I'm just representing my nation. Man, I want to come there. I would love to see what that's like, man. It sounds like a great place, right? This ambassador is 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 representing what his nation is like when you represent that nation, the kingdom of God and people have you around them. And they're like, man, look, I might not be a Christian, but I, I might not agree with all that. But man, I'll tell you right now, Jeremiah, man, that guy, every time that he's at my house, he's so kind and loving. He's always there to support me. I needed someone to watch my kids. He's there. He's always there to help me when, when times are rough. He never really makes me feel like I'm lesser than anything. He doesn't make me feel judged. He doesn't make me feel like this guy, just something about him. He's something about him. Right. And then one day that person says to you, Hey, Jeremiah, man, Hey, what, what, how are you just so joyful? Tell me, cause I'm struggling. And that gives you this moment to preach the gospel to them. But you've been preaching the gospel through your actions. Now you get to, what was it? Give a give an account for the hope that you have. You give an account for the hope that you have. And guess what? That person trusts you by your actions. Because like, why would this person be lying to me? They obviously have something good in their life. They obviously have something that's driving them, right? And, and I'm telling you guys right now, if you really want to preach the gospel, if you really want to reach people, start working your job as if it was for Christ. Start raising your kids as if it was for Christ. Start doing your hobbies as if it were for Christ. Start Amen. acting online as if it was for Christ. How Amen. you speak to others, how you speak of others others. Don't gossip. Don't do any of that. Because another thing is the, the non-believers see you. You can claim to be a Christian all day long, but your non-believer friends, they see you gossiping. They see you talking behind people's back. They see you speaking foul. They see you getting drunk. They see these things and they say, well, that's just another person. The only difference between me and him is he says he's a Christian. If that's the only difference between you and your non-believer friends is your proclamation, is your profession, then there's a problem then there's a problem. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And ultimately, again, it's, 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 we come right back to what we said. Everything we do, we do for Christ. So the followers, the likes, the shares, these are all 
they, they're cool um, ultimately, but if it doesn't glorify God, if it's not for God, it's pointless. It's pointless. It doesn't matter if, if we've got 5 million followers and we are acting a fool because we are not glorifying God. We're not bringing glory to his name. We are not, we are not edifying our brothers and sisters in Christ. And moreover, like we mentioned the other night when, when Chad was on the podcast, when we add to God's word or remove from God's word, we have destroyed what the, the context of what God is saying to us in the scriptures. That doesn't need our help. The scripture doesn't need our help. We just need to give it as it is. That's that's it. God doesn't need our help to do the saving. He he. We, we even see Paul says God uses the foolishness of preaching, the foolishness of preaching. So that people might be saved. Because it's, it's not a big thing. Anyone is able to share the hope that they have inside of them. If it is coming from a genuine place. From a regenerate place. If it is Amen. coming from a place of pride. If it's coming from a place of I, I, I know what you don't know. And this is generally what we see. Um, you know, after the podcast the other night. Someone made a video about me. Saying, you know, JD's a coward. And he's this and he's that. Um, obviously it was a Torah observer and God bless him. God bless him. May he, may the veil be removed from his eyes. May he find the truth in Jesus Christ and may he learn to walk in love with, uh, you know, um, true Christians. Um, ultimately what, what we see there is this is what it always comes down to name calling, attacking the character, digging into the, the person rather than, this is what you said that was incorrect, and this is correct, and I would like to set the record straight humbly. This is the truth. Amen. But it always turns out to be a name-calling um, attack, me versus you. This is not us versus each other. We are all part of the same body of Christ, all pushing towards the end. This is what Paul speaks about in 1 Corinthians 9. Not not running uncertainly, but running with surety, running with knowing why you're running, not being like a boxer who beats the air, not being like someone who runs aimlessly. But what he says there at the end is so beautiful. I discipline my body. I bring my body into subjection so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be cut off or cast away. And, and, and that is that is a good reminder every single day that we, when we preach the gospel, me, Mike, Justin, Blake, whoever, we are reminded, we have to remind ourselves that how we conduct ourselves, because we represent the most high king of kings. I'm not representing Mike. Mike's not representing me. We are representing Jesus Christ. And, and as much as we love each other, we are brothers in Christ and we would go to bat for one another. It's, 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 it's about Jesus. So if I start swaying from the truth, Mark, because he's my brother, is going to say, you are in error and you have left the truth. And this is the correct way how you should be conducting yourself or acting. So, again, let's get into the positives um, and, and some pointers, you know. I know Mark's going to give it away. Some some pointers to, you know, what to focus on when we are preaching on social media and out on the streets and how we conduct ourselves. As you said there, brother, preach the gospel and sometimes use words, man. 
Amen. I, I kept this up on screen because I love what, what Sean said. Be like Daniel. So I didn't want myself to forget about it. So in case y'all don't know this, Daniel, obviously, he was at a Babylonian, uh, 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 you know, kingdom. He wasn't serving uh, a king that 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 worshipped Yahweh. He wasn't in a Jewish uh, uh, kingdom, but he worked there as an incredible worker. And he was so incredible that when the people were upset and wanted to get him in trouble, they could find no fault in his work. In fact, the only way that they could get him in trouble is by talking to the king and having him um, uh, create a law about no praying. And that's the only way Daniel got in trouble is because he wasn't going to disobey God, right? He, he's going to work hard and work strong um, and, and do everything for the Lord. And the only thing he wasn't going to do is disobey God. Be like Daniel. Everything Daniel did was 100% for the Lord. Everything that Daniel did was focused on the Lord, everything that Daniel was. And, and that's why he was uh, exalted in, 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 amongst the Babylonians. Just like we see with Joseph also. Joseph worked hard for the Lord and Pharaoh exalted him. And because of his hard work and because of his exalting in, 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 the, in Egypt, he was able to uh, provide for his family who ended up bringing forth uh, the nation of Israel and, and, and uh, the seed of David and then we, who we have now, Jesus. Um, so I love that. Now, uh, JD said something and, and, and it caught my, caught my ear where he said that, you know, the way that we act, uh, you know, people should, it's not about what you say, right? It's what you do. I forget how he worded it, but I, I used to ask people all the time, you know, if you lost your ability to speak, would people still know that you're a Christian, right? Today, the title Christian has become a self-proclaimed thing, a self-identifiable title. But you see, the, the title Christian was never that. It was actually something that was used against us, like they're Christians. Those people right there are Christians. And it was recognized by who we are, uh, uh, what we do, how we carry ourselves. And that's the thing people fail to realize. Today it's become like, well, I say I'm a Christian, right? And because we've allowed it to be that, anybody could say like, oh, Christians do that. No, they don't. I know a bunch of Christians that don't do that. And a lot of Christians that do X, Y, and Z. Because anyone can call themselves that. And it made me think of one of my favorite passages. If you've been on my podcast long enough or been on my live streams long enough, you've heard me read this before. But uh, it's in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. It says, now... When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Amen. Notice here, it doesn't say that Paul and John, not Paul and John, Peter and John said, we know Jesus. No, it said they recognized that they have been with him. Let me yeah. ask you a question. Do people look at your life and recognize that you have been with Jesus. And here's the thing. Some people will hear that and say, oh, that's workspace. Oh, you're saying I have to like, shut up. Seriously, snip it, take that out of context and tell everybody I told you shut up. That's fine. If you don't want people to recognize Jesus in your walk, if you don't want people to see the light that shines from you, then get out my face because I'm tired yeah. of this idea. That's not workspace. You should want that. You should want people to see you and say, Man, I can just, that's a Christian. I, I don't know much about Christianity, but that's got to be one right there. How that person is, everything about them, how they live, how they walk, that's got to be a Christian right there. Like, well, it goes like this. Day, 
Right. I, I want to just quickly bounce off of that, guys. It, it, let's just say you have a brain tumor. Let's say you've got a brain tumor and you need one of the world's greatest neurosurgeons to cut open your head and 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 perform a surgery surgery to remove this tumor. And and he's got to cut open your skull. He's going to remove this tumor so carefully so that it doesn't spread, so that it doesn't infect you, so that it doesn't burst, so that it doesn't cause you to die. Would you trust? Would you trust someone? Would you trust a surgeon who's who's, who's a first year medical student, or would you trust someone who has had over three hundred hours worth of worth of surgery time, who has gone through the surgery, who has perfected and performed many surgeries? The same thing. That let us move on to perfection, as the author of Hebrews says. Let us move on to perfection. Let us move past the doctrines of laying on hands. And let us move past these things. Let's move past the fundamentals and let's move on to perfection. So if 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 if, if a surgeon is busy performing a surgery and he drops his scalpel on the floor, you wouldn't be comfortable with him just picking the scalpel up, giving it a quick wipe on his sleeve, and carrying on. <laughs> but this is also. Yeah, but this is what we see with 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 a lot of with a lot of people on 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 TikTok. This is how we handle the Word of God. It, it's it's not something that we can just you know treat that way. Um, ultimately, you know, what does Paul say to us in Second Timothy again? Let anyone and everyone who names the name of Christ flee iniquity. Again, it's not low key works. It's not backloaded works. It's not. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. That is it. But ultimately, sanctification takes place when we learn how to walk according to the fruits of the Spirit, as we see in Galatians 5. When we allow the Holy Spirit to sanctify us from inside out, these things become second nature. It becomes second nature. It doesn't. It's not something that you physically have to wake up and go, okay, I must this, I must that, I must, I must preach, I must this. These things take place when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. It's not something that I have to make notes of. If I come across someone, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I'm going to ask them what they believe, not because I'm working for my salvation or because I'm working for God. These things take place because the Holy Spirit within me recognizes that this person is lost, recognizes that this person needs a word. And and like, like we see, Paul, Paul said, Apollos watered, God brought forth the growth, the increase. It all comes from God. God does the saving. The gospel does the saving. That's the bottom line. Amen. But if you want God to use you, you need to be a vessel worthy of use. You see, this Amen. is what, and it kind of goes back to my, my life passage, right? People will say, Mike, what's your favorite passage? What's your favorite verse? And I've read this almost every live stream, every other podcast. I read it, but honestly, I think I've said it before that, if I had to find, say like one part of the Bible that can literally tell a Christian how to live and you'd be good, like this is it. And this is why I've wanted to memorize this so much because if all the Bibles got taken away, if it was Book of Eli kind of movie, right? Like there's no Bibles and I need to memorize something that's going to keep me focused on what I need to do. This is it. Like I, 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 I can't harp on this anymore. I'm going to read it again and just listen to what the word of God tells you right here. Now, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone, and, and you all fall into anyone, anyone means anyone, the Holy Spirit understands grammar, and he understands what an absolute term is. If 
anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Who's he talking to? He's not talking to just Jews. This is 2 Timothy, right? He's talking to a Gentile boy. Uh, uh, Timothy is a Gentile. This letter is not about just one type of people. He says, anyone, if you want to be useful for God, if you want God to see you and say, that person is ready for every good work I have, then cleanse yourself. Well, how do I do that? If you're the Christian listening, saying, Mike, I, I want God to use me. I want to walk better and be closer to the Lord. What do I have to do? Flee youthful passions, pursue yeah. righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Stop right there. Amen. Who are your youthful passions? What are my youthful passions? Mine were drugs and sex and 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 gangs and 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 violence. And I had some terrible youthful passions. I need to flee those, not resist not resist them, not stay in the same circles and resist them, not stay in the same circles because Jesus preached to the sinners. No, no, no. I need to get away from those. I, I can come back later when I'm mature, but I need to get away from those. You need to flee your youthful passions. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. What else do I need to do if I want God to use me? Have nothing to do with foolish ignorant controversies you know that they breed quarrels and the lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but kind to everyone able to teach patiently enduring evil correcting his opponents with gentleness god may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth and they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. There is so much in this verse. It's telling you that your enemies are not your enemies. The people you think are your enemies are captured by your enemy. So if you rebuke them harshly all the time, if everybody you, you're against you attack and you tear down, you're pushing them away when really those are the people that you need to be getting out of the devil's grasp. Because what does it say? They've been captured by him to do his will and God may grant them repentance. How's he going to do it? Through you. Because you're ready for every good work because you do what? You flee youthful passions. You pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. If any Christian comes to the faith that says, Mike, what do I need to focus on? I send them here. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 through the end of the chapter. Suck that in and, and eat that daily bread every day. That right Amen. there should be your goal. That is why when Amen. I came to the Lord in 2015 and the Lord put this in front of me, I said, that's it. That's what I want to. If I can say that I've accomplished one thing in the Bible, that's what I want to be. And I Amen. tell people that if you could be this, if you could be that, you're good. You will lead people to the Lord. You will be a light in people's lives. If you can be that, you are good. And don't get me wrong. All of 2 Timothy is good, right? Like I'm not telling you, but I'm saying like if I had to take one passage, that that's yeah. that's that's what my life passage is, right? I tell people that's all the time, what's God. your life passage? What yeah, was that? That's the man of God right there. If you wouldn't mind just going to chapter chapter 4 quickly. Because I, I just like to read one verses 1 through 5. I mean, and 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 we see we, we see this. Yeah, uh, look all at, of Second Timothy is incredible. But I mean, look at look at how Paul says this. I charge you, 
I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from the list, from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And I mean, that's what I was talking about earlier. But just those five little verses there, we see so much meat there. Because what do we, 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 we see, he's charged Timothy. He's, I mean, and, and, and the KJV says, you know, um, I beseech, um, you know, it says, moreover, I you know, <clears throat> I beseech you. I mean, and we see here that, that this is the instruction. He's telling Timothy, endure, endure these things that will come against you. He says to him, endure suffering. So what do we see from this passage immediately that 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 they are going to come tough times? They are going to come tough times. And the suffering Paul is referring to here is 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 those that when you preach to them, they scoff and they mock. And this is why I say we as Christians walk a very fine line when we have to speak the truth in love. But now not stop speaking the truth because we scared it might offend. And this is what's happened to the to the mega church. They won't speak the truth on certain subjects because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. This text is is God breathed and it will Amen. provoke the sin in you. It will convict the sin in you. So if the Bible is offensive, that's something you've got to deal with. That's something you've got to we preach the gospel and it provokes it provokes the non-believer to question themselves. It, it, it provokes the non-believer to go, well, am I or am I not? And even some Christians, when they read through, they go, oh, wow. Uh, I didn't see that. I didn't know that. So, again, 2 Timothy in its entirety, mind-blowing. Yeah. Now, here's something that really adds some, I want to add some context to this letter also, because I want you to sit there and imagine your Timothy for a second. Paul is writing this from prison, okay? This is his final letter written. What does Paul say here in verse six? He says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. Paul's saying, Timothy, I'm about to die. And why is he about to die? Because of all the things he just charged Timothy to do, he was doing. So I want you to understand this. Paul's about to die. And instead of saying, hey, man, hey, it's dangerous out here and we could die. And, and doing these things, you could die. No, no, no. What does he say? He says, I preached the gospel and I'm being killed for it. And now you go preach the gospel until they kill you. It's all Amen. about trusting in the Lord. He's saying, Timothy. They about to kill me for this, and I have no fear. And now I charge you to go do the same thing with your head up until they do it to you. And make sure that you build up the young ones so that they do it after you die until someone kills them. Because the mm -hmm. truth is, you will have scoffers. You will have mockers. You will have people that hate you. I'm convinced that Paul's thorn in his side were people. Because right after he talks about that thorn in his side, 
He talks about harassment, mocking, and scoffing, right? So the people, I believe that the messengers of Satan were, were people, just like in 2 Timothy, what does he say? That those people are captured by Satan to do his will? I believe Amen. it all goes in circles here, right? I believe Paul is warning people like these scoffers are from Satan, but we can win their soul. We can win them. And that's why when when uh, Paul asked God to remove them. God said, my grace is sufficient. And I believe it wasn't just for Paul, but for those people that were his thorns. He's saying, this is something recently that I've really been reading into it. And I feel like God is putting it on my heart that when God says my grace is sufficient, he's not just talking about for Paul to get through the scoffers and the mockers and the thorn, but for the thorn itself. I can reach them too, but you need to keep pushing through. My grace is sufficient for you, for them, for everyone. And Paul's like, you know what? I'm going to push forward. And that's why he's like, I'm finna die, Timothy, but keep pushing because we're going to get this gospel to people. And I love it. I, I And it's, I don't see this in today's Christianity because we as Christians today have went from instead of being ambassadors of Christ, we just want to say that we are Christians. We live in a country where people, where Christians are scared to even say, can I pray for you? And I'm not, hey, if you feel convicted right now, I love you, right? Let me just say this right now. Yeah. If you feel convicted right now, I love you. It's not meant to be, to be that. But I, I run into so many Christians that are like, man, I don't even know how people can pray for others. That's really hard for me to, to pray out loud for someone. I used to be like that, embarrassed. Like, mm, that feels weird, right? Mm. And God started putting situations in my life where you better pray for this person. Matter of fact, it was a, a, a year ago, an old lady fell outside of a store and I was in my car and I heard a loud scream and I look out there and there's this old lady on the ground, like super old, like that fall could have really did some damage. Right. And they're standing around here and I run over there and um, they said the ambulance is on the way. And it just, I felt it on my heart, like pray for her. And I was still not very big on guys. I'm not acting like I've been doing this for a while, even as a street preacher, I've always had a problem saying, can I pray for you? It's just been a struggle because I've also had that. So when I speak to you, I'm not speaking down to you. I'm speaking eye to eye to you saying we as Christians in this country need to stop being so scared to say, can I pray for you? Right. And I said, hey, do you, I know our ambulance is on the way, but do you mind if I pray for you right now? And the worst part about this, they said, oh, are you a pastor? Because that's how random it is that a, that a fellow Christian says, can I pray for you? I must have been a pastor. To say that we we are so ashamed to be Christian. We have no problem saying I am a Christian, but we're so ashamed in this country to be the Christians in this country, to stand up for our beliefs. Um, someone said, so the thorn isn't a sin, but a person don't take my word for authority on any, anything. When I read that scripture and I can bring it up here in a little bit, uh, right after Paul talks about the thorn, he talks about one, he calls it a messenger of Satan. That word messenger is angelos, the same word used for angels. It's used for John the Baptist. So this, this messenger of Satan is a word used to describe people. And then it talks about harassing, scoffing, and, 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 and this uh, intense, like, attack from someone, right? So yeah. I believe that his thorn was a person and I've felt that in my life before. I have a thorn, right? JD is the one who called him a thorn and it made me think of, this is really what started me on this journey where JD was like, this person is a thorn in your side. And I start thinking about like, wait a minute, what if Paul's thorn was a person? And then, like I said, when you read the scriptures, uh, what is that? Is that second Corinthians? Amen. Um, That's 2 Corinthians 12, 2 Corinthians 12, and then Paul goes on to say that his grace is sufficient for me. 
Um, and, and, and just while Mark's getting that verse, um, nowhere in the scripture, Joshua, does it unequivocally say what the thorn is. But ultimately, you know, um, as I said to Mark, there are going to be people. There are going to be people that just don't like you. And they're going to look and scrutinize for things that you say and try and point it out um, purely to get people um, up against you. Um, they think they're expo ex exposing people, but they're not exposing anything. They're only, they're only bringing to light who they are in with you. Um, so, and, oh, and my bad. This is what it is. Yeah, go ahead. So here's what 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 stuck out to me. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Then it says, "Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me." Then listen, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Right. So beyond the weakness part, those all require someone to do that to you. You need someone to insult you. You need someone to, to give you hardship. You need someone to persecute you. You need someone to give to cause calamities, right? So when I read this, the thorn has been causing these things to him, right? Because he's saying, well, since Christ said my grace is sufficient, I'm going to boast now on my weaknesses. And then for the sake of Christ, then I am content with my weakness, right? Well, what is his weaknesses? And then he says insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Well, a person insults you, right? Uh, uh, yeah, a person can cause hardship in your life. A person can persecute you. A person can cause calamities on you, right? Maybe a Roman, uh, uh, and I say it probably was, you know, some Romans or something. Again, this is not authority. You take it, guys. You go dive into the scriptures yourself. Not, we and JD tell you guys all the time, we will share with you what we read in scripture, but we are not the authority. We are not the, we're not a Pope, a priest, a, a pastor. We are just brothers and sisters in Christ. And what I read in the scripture is, and from my own experience is how it really opened up in my eyes. Because when I got my stalker, many of you know who that is, I've realized that this person tests my weaknesses. I have a weakness with anger and a weakness with wanting to get in my flesh. He tests my weaknesses. He insults me personally. He tries to cause hardships in my life. He wants to send people in my direction to attack me, persecute me. And if he could, he probably would try and cause calamities in my life, right? So when, I, when I'm reading this, I'm like, hmm, okay, I, maybe this thorn in his side. And then also it was the word angelos, and that was a big one for me. If I go up here to that, uh, that word uh, messenger, right? This is the word angelos which is, uh, like I said, it's used for a messenger, generally a supernatural messenger from God, an angel conveying news or behest from God to men, almost an intermediary. Um, so generally it's supernatural. But again, this angelos word is also used for, um, let me go ahead and open this up, John the baptizer. So here it is right here in Matthew 11. Uh, Behold, I send my messenger before your face and he will prepare the way before you. So that same word is used for John the Baptist. Um, that word is used in Luke when it says um, uh, right here, and he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered a village. So Jesus sent some of the apostles ahead. And it, so he sent messengers ahead of him. So Angelos was used for them. But the point is Angelos always represents either a supernatural person or a real person, right? So no matter what, this messenger is never used metaphorically, right? It's never in, in, in the Greek. They never use Angelos in a metaphorical way. So 
I believe that this messenger of Satan, this angel of Satan, this this person that's this thing that's been sent wasn't a demon. I don't believe it's a demon. So if it's not a demon, then it's got to be a person because I don't believe a demon was causing insults, hardship, persecution and calamities on Paul to where where God said my grace is sufficient. I believe this would have been the persecutions that Jesus promised us. But that wasn't the point of tonight. Take that, dive into it, do your own research. I'm sure someone's going to snip this up and tell everybody how this is my official teaching. But as long as you know to focus on what you study, ask the Holy Spirit to be with you and guide you. And uh, yeah, let's not, I don't yeah, want to. The the, the, uh, the, uh, and again, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to bounce off the back of what Mark said just quickly um, before we digress too you far. Leave this open? Are you hopping on this? Uh, yeah. You, you know, if we look at this, uh, the message of Satan as well to harass me, um, we, we have various interpretations, and you can go find them all if you've got the, the Blue Letter Bible app. There's various commentaries on this specific one. There's teachings on the specific passage. Um, so one of the interpretations is it, it, it was an ailment or a disease. Um, again, like Mark's. Did JD freeze for y'all? Because he freezed for me. Satan don't want to know what JD was about to say. Did JD freeze for y'all? Or am I frozen? Okay, JD froze. I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't me. See, he was about to say something. He was about to say something deep. That's how you know. Uh, let me go ahead and um, uh, DM JD on uh, our side app here. And just let him know he's froze and tell him to come back in. As you guys may know, let me take him off screen just in case he's crazy. As you guys may know, in Africa, they are on something called power shedding. Um, power shedding is when um, uh, they're out of power for six, seven hours at a time. Um, and then so what, 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 we, what we had to do is we had to get him a backup battery so that way he can still go. Uh, live with us, but still sometimes because of how long power can be out, um, he can lose that. So I would assume what had happened was he may have lost power. So give me one second, uh, or he may have been out of power for a while. Here we go. He's got a DM in here for me. Um, okay. I'm back. Ever you get a chance. All right. So He'll be back momentarily. Uh, JD was about to say something prophetic. That's what it was. The demons. It was demons. They didn't want to hear what that messenger was. Uh, but no, on a serious note, though, um, let's get back on topic a little bit while we wait for JD. In fact, maybe some questions while we wait for JD because I don't want to go too far. But Second um, Timothy chapter 2 is where we were at and, and chapter 4. And, and guys, if you haven't really read Second Timothy in a while, I really, I really emphasize you reading that. Matter of fact... When JD gets back, how would you guys like to do a deep dive reading of it next week? Um, we can knock it out Monday and Wednesday because I doubt we get through the entire book uh, or the entire letter in one episode. Because as many of you know that have been watching us for a while, the way me and JD read scripture, we take some time. <laughs> uh, so it could have been a person or a demon. So I don't believe it was a demon at all. I believe that that shouldn't be an option, but it could have been, right? I, I'm not the authority, um, but I don't believe that it was. Which commandments are we meant to follow as modern day Christians? The commandments of Jesus, which First John chapter three actually makes very clear, um, and I will show you those in First uh, John chapter three. 
and Jesus also says them in the Gospels, by the way. But, um, and this is his uh, right here. It says, "And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment: that we believe in the name of his Son Jesus Christ and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God. So believe in Jesus and love. That's the commandments. Now, granted, this sounds easy, and it is easy." Because the Holy Spirit is who's working through you. We don't keep the commandments to be saved. You keep the commandments because you are saved. Because the when God abides in you, love abides in you. Right? So let me just make that clear. Are you still planning to do the go through the whole Bible? Yes. So I want to start in August. Um, I want to start in August with Genesis. Um, but the question I'm still trying to figure out is, do you guys want to do... And I'm probably going to do a poll on the Discord. Do you guys want to do chronological or biblical? So biblical means how the Bible is put together. Chronological will not follow that. Now, the first five books are chronological, right? So we'll go through the Pentateuch, you know, Genesis, Deuteronomy, Exodus, all that stuff, right? Or Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus, whatever. Um, but then the other books are not chronological, right? Uh, uh, they're, in fact, it's... There's a couple chronological uh, uh, orders to go through that are interesting. You can actually, if you really want to, uh, you can go through chronological stories, right? So you can go like half of First Kings and then over to here and then over to here. Or you could just do books chronological. But um, hey, JD, welcome back. I was just talking to them about um, the Bible in a year. I wanted to, I was telling them that I want to start in August where we do the Bible in a year. And, and the way it would work is, again, this would be off air. Me and JD would be doing it and uploading it, right? Because we don't want to interfere with the episodes Monday and Wednesday. So me and him would schedule a time to where we can, uh, well, we would go to get, we would hop on together once a week and we would do a portion, right? Um, and I was telling them, you know, I'll probably post a poll asking, do they want it to be biblical order? Meaning the way that the 66 books are put in the Bible or chronological order, because technically that's not in chronological order. Like technically Job. I, 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 people don't know this. Job is happening around the time of Abraham. Did y'all know that? Yeah. Some of y'all know that, but some of you don't. But Job is the earliest uh, 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 book outside of uh, Genesis, right? So yeah. Job is happening when Genesis is happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, chronological order would be the would be an interesting yeah. way to to read it. Um, but welcome back, JD. Yeah. Hey, you had something prophetic it sounded like you were about to say. Yeah. Mm. Hey, real quick question. When yeah, you was, don't have power over there, are just, you pushing your internet through your phone? Close. Sorry, my, my internet cut out, so I lost, I lost you guys. But um, – I don't know. Thank uh, you know. Thank God for you. Um, I've got I've got the UPS now. So so the Wi-Fi. I just didn't have it plugged into UPS because I didn't know we were going off this morning. But apparently we are. So there, there's load shedding now. So I just quickly ran and just plugged the Wi-Fi in so that I could carry on. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a headache. It's a headache. Not through my phone because that would be way too expensive. That would be way too expensive. Oh, so you guys praise, praise Jesus for you, brother. But um, again, I was just, yeah, just to close off on what I was saying was there are various. Come again. Nothing. Go ahead. You're what? a little leggy, so what? I don't want to interrupt you. I lost you.
Okay, cool. So what I was saying was that there are various different interpretations um, on on what the thorn in in Paul's flesh was. And one of the things that I love about the conclusion is that it never unequivocally tells us, it never unequivocally tells us what that thorn is. So for each and every single person, for each and every single person, and I literally did a, I literally did a, you know, I wrote a sermon on this exact thing. Each and every single one of us has got a thorn. Each and every single one of us has got a thorn and, and, this is where we lean on the grace of Christ. We look to Jesus Christ, we look to the cross, and we lean on the grace which God has given us so that we stand firm on his grace because his grace is sufficient. So each and every single one of us has got a thorn that we deal with um, on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's, that's basically all I wanted to say. So hopefully you guys lean on that. Amen. So is it a bit laggy now? Is it a little bit of a lag when you hear me? No, you you perfect on my side. No, I know that, but by the time you hear me, it's usually like 10 seconds, it feels like. Like 100% perfect on my side. If you want, I would say hop back out and hop back in and see if that fixes it. Annoying. I'm gonna message him just in case he can't hear me. There we go. I don't mean just your video. Sorry for technical difficulties. This is what happens when you got when we're doing this across the world across the world. JD is in winter in, in Africa, remember? <laughs> so um the fact that he's able to join us every Monday and Wednesday is an amazing feat. Um and we often never have uh these technical issues. So this is the first time that I've seen us have a serious technical issue. Um and we've been doing this podcast now for what has it been like three, four months? So it's pretty impressive that with him being in Africa, dealing with load shedding, that this is the first time that we're having an actual serious, uh, like an actual uh, technical uh, difficulty. Um, I just realized I don't have to invite him back anymore because I gave him admin power. He was able to start the podcast on Monday, so he should be able to come back on his own. Um, but while we wait for him to return... Um, and hopefully he he gets everything going back up. I saw someone asking about how to reach out to me, guys. I I'll be honest with you. Um, sending me a DM and just praying for the best, really, about me getting free time. Um, he looks like he's better now. There he goes. Um, he can bring himself back in. So I'll wait for him to get himself situated. Um, ooh, you're back. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit slow. So let's let, let's let's see if it works. Otherwise, I'll I'll just bounce off and, and let you carry on, or I'll say as little as possible so that I don't disrupt the live. But uh, sorry again, guys, for the technical difficulties. Um, yeah, 
and pray for. So my I'll tell you this much: country. it's definitely it sounds fine. Whether the video's laggy or not, you sound fine. But what I can tell is that there is a delay because when I finish speaking, it takes a little bit before you kick in. So instead of us going back and forth, I'll wait till you're finished talking to actually talk. And then um, just know that when I finish talking, it's about a 10 second wait for you. So yeah, that, that should keep it. Cause we only got a little bit of time left um, and we should be able to really, uh, you know, you still be able to finish this good. Um, uh, uh, as far as the people that want to reach out to me, uh, Instagram has been the easier way just because those DMS aren't clogged yet, but I am backlogged on DMS. And when I say backlogged, I mean backlogged. the bigger my page grows, the more DMS come. And I don't want to ignore people, but I try to go through them and like, I'll knock out 20 DMS a day. And when I knock out 20, another 50 come in and then the way that it organizes them. So honestly, the very best way, like the very best way would be to email me. My email is in my beacons. When you click on that little beacons link thing at the top, there's like a little envelope because that way it's organized because email is organized. The TikTok DMs are not organized. It's very, it's very frustrating how the TikTok DMs work. Um, again, no promise on how quick I can get back to that. Uh, just because I have so many and I don't want, I don't know. I'm, I need to get better at it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I will try my best. Um, yes, Joshua, you can ask a question. Oh, look, Nicole from Dallas is here. Oh, I forgot JD wasn't with us. Nicole from Dallas, that is awesome. She was the one that uh, had joined us on the streets and was and gave her testimony. I actually am going to be uploading that video of her testimony here soon um, uh, and tagging her in that so that she can share that on her uh, page as well. Um, so I appreciate you joining us as well. My thoughts on the rapture. <laughs> uh, so that is one thing I don't really talk about. My thoughts are this, and this is what I tell everybody. And then I'm going to let JD add his two cents. I like to tell people to live every day as if Jesus is coming back tomorrow and to plan your future as if you're in the early church. That's as simple as that. And don't focus, don't focus yeah. on anything more than that because it can you can it can become obsessive. People become obsessive and, and they then, focus more, they focus way more on eschatology than they do preaching the gospel. They focus more on eschatology than they do with loving others. It becomes a uh, it becomes their everything, it becomes their obsession, it becomes their addiction. And, and there are seriously people that are lost in uh date setting, rapture prediction. Uh, you know, st revelation study, like, don't get me wrong. Studying the book of revelation is great, but like that becomes people's obsession. JD, any opinion on that? Yeah. Yeah. One, one way, like, um, you know, everybody that knows me knows I, I, I lean towards the pre pre trip rapture. Um, and there are various reasons why, um, I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, but like like my brother Justin, he he doesn't. Uh, my brother Cam, he doesn't. Um, and ultimately, um, here's how it's going to go down. If if there's a, if there is no pre-tribulation rapture, then so be it. Um, we're going to go through it. 
if if there is then with me going whoops <laughs> got that wrong so ultimately it, it's it's however it pans out but i don't you know the scriptures suggest it especially if you go to thessalonians you know that we are not appointed to wrath the body of christ isn't appointed to wrath so ultimately um you know for me i lean that way um and this is because of self-study because i've gone through each and every single one of the views and that's the way i lean um again this is a discussion that's been going on in the church for hundreds of years so it's, it's not something that 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 we we can conclusively say that's the right way. Yeah, I can tell you what the end of the story is, and that's Jesus wins. And that's the only part of the story I really care about. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. All right. So let's 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 go back on topic a little bit. Uh, we'll deal with this delay as we can. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll cut it, uh, when we're finished and maybe we'll get, we'll finish a little bit earlier than normal. Um, but you know, that way it can, we can do this properly without there being any issues. Um, I see someone in the comments saying something about using God's name in vain. And that just made me think about how this goes hand in hand with being an ambassador of Christ. Um, so, uh, the connect, the, uh, the connection, the commandment, uh, thou shalt not use the Lord, thy God's name in vain. Um, it's actually take the Lord, thy God's name in vain, not use. And when it says to take his name in vain, it's saying that uh, uh, we aren't to bear his name in vain, to bear his name in vain. And when we talk about bearing his name, we talk about how we walk in the, as a Christian because we bear his name, right? So the Israelites bore his name. They, they called themselves Israelites, but they belong to God. We as Christians bear his name. So when it talks about taking his name in vain, it's not just about speaking his name and saying, you know, oh, God, this is crazy. Oh, I took his name in vain. No, when you walk as a Christian, but yet you don't look as a Christian, you don't represent him properly. You are taking his name in vain. You are walking in vain. And so this commandment is actually uh, when people use that, they always think it's a verbal thing. Amen. Amen. And again, you know, this, this is, this is, this is actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another, you know, another point on the, the way we represent if we go out and bash down doors at the Catholic church, <laughs> this is ultimately, you know, it's not the way we do it. They always have discussions with, with Catholics. They always to have discussions with Mormons and Jehovah's witnesses to show them that they're in error. But ultimately, we can't be running into their buildings and, and, and screaming over them because that's not how we do things. That's not how we do things. Um, and again, you know, why not say what you believe about the return? I believe in the rapture. I believe in the rapture. The scriptures, you know, scripture supports the rapture. Um, again, <laughs> you know, I don't fight with my brothers and sisters who don't because ultimately I've, I've listened to their views. I've listened to the, you know, the amillennial view. I've listened to the post, um, uh, you know, the post mill view. Um, again, I see how they get there. I personally don't see how Jesus Christ will um, allow little children to go through the tribulation. Um, I don't see how he will let his believers, his body go through the tribulation. But uh, am I going to fight with people over it? Am I going to start an argument or a debate no um i do when people speak you know 
<laughs> against the pre-tribulation rapture and they say it's false, then I definitely say, well, you can't say that because that's just ignorance. Um, ultimately, yeah, all I of can't send anyone that acts like their eschatolo eschatological view is 100% true because yeah. that's the thing yeah. about prophecy, right? Uh, it, it, no one knows for a fact that they're 100% right about their view. And I can't stand those people, like you said, someone that's straight up. And honestly, I'll, I'll defend that against people that might even agree with where I stand, right? And I know that there are people that always say, Mike, why don't you talk about eschatology? Because I'm not here for that. I'm not. And, and I know that people want to pretend that they can know everything about the Bible and preach everything about the Bible. We all have different functions. And our function here is new believers and helping them get in tune with reading the scripture, helping them know about who Jesus is and how to walk as a Christian ambassadors of Christ, as the title says. Uh, deeper Bible studies are for the Discord server. Again, if you guys, I, I, we forgot to mention it, but if you want to join the Discord server, by all means, and we work our way there, right? Because when you start getting into a deeper Bible study, you have to have base knowledge. For example, I tell people all the time, you can't read the book of Hebrews. You can't read the book of Revelation. You can't read any of these things without understanding the Old Testament, because if you don't understand the Old, te uh, the, uh, Old Testament, you're not going to understand what's being said. Um, so uh, that's what, that's, that's, that's the thing. Uh, I have never seen someone who tries to teach God's word, hide what they believe about the end times. Uh, so I, I think it's about time. I admit that I know this. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, ban vigilant biblicist because I know that that's Wade and he's been coming in here using these live streams to try and probe with things. And I've, I've decided not to mention his name because I let him be in here, but, and now he's starting to get divisive with other people. Um, so <laughs> Wade, we know it's you. Every time that you come in here and ask questions, those videos end up coming out of the exact questions that Vigilant Biblicist asked. Vigilant Biblicist matches your troll account from TikTok, which is Vigilant Watchman. And again, you're saying things about hiding beliefs and whatnot. Uh, we're not here to argue with you. Uh, continue to do what you do with your hidden accounts. Uh, you are now banned from this uh, page and you'll never be able to come back to it. Uh, I know that you like to watch us. And look, last week he asked, do you think Roman Catholics are saved? The week before that, he asks about hell. And then suddenly a video came out on his page about Mike thinks this about hell. And 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 he wanted me to answer that question last week about do, do I believe Roman Catholics are saved? And I was going to let him be here because I have nothing to hide against him and I could care less. But at the minute he starts going back and forth with people that are actually dedicated to being on this live stream and watching us and listening to us, that's when we have to call it um, and I have to end it, right? Uh, you know, trying to constantly tear down people, talk about hiding. Let, let's just be honest, right? And, and if he's watching from a different account and he's still recording, let me say this clearly. Even if I was hiding my eschatological beliefs, why would that matter what my eschatological belief is? You literally prove the point of what JD just said. There are some people out here that want to argue about that, that want to fight about that. Does Jesus save? Yes. Am I trying to bring Jesus to people? Yes. So what matters about what my belief is about the end times? Do I have a belief? Yes. The reason I don't bring it up is because I don't want any of you to say, well, Mike believes that, so I want to believe that. Because with 140,000 followers, you have people that will believe things just because Mike says it. I don't want people to believe anything just because Mike says it. That's not the point of this. And then I have young believers that come to my live streams that don't know much about anything. They start getting confused. They start not understanding what Mike's talking about. I accidentally Amen. bring up angels and heavenly hosts and people start saying I'm lost. Because y'all have seen me dive into deeper topics, 
Um, so yeah. if you want to play that game, play that game. Go tell all of your 20 people that are in every one of your videos commenting how Mike is uh, hiding his eschatological views. I don't care anymore. Just stop coming to my accounts. Stop trolling. And and when you make a video about me saying this, it'll prove that that was you. So God bless and go in peace. Um, yeah, ultimately, I just, as you know, just on the back of that, uh, Kenny wrote that Jesus spoke more of heaven and hell, who's going where, not when and how. He said, Terry, till I come, focus on the gospel. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's no secret. Everybody that's been on my lives on TikTok knows I'm pre, I'm a pre-tribulation rapture believer. This is, uh, but <laughs> like I said, the point is, the point is, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight with someone who disagrees with me because, do you believe that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh? Do you believe that he died for your sins? Do you believe that he was buried and rose again on the third day? And do you represent Jesus Christ accurately the way you walk and the way you talk? That's 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 my brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and that's how it goes. Uh, it's not, I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to fight. This is why I don't even make video replies of people who call me cowards and, and mock my merch and mock me. And uh, it's, it's, it's not even, I'm not here. I'm not here to please people. I'm not here to, you know, gain a following of me. My, my calling is to preach the gospel in season out of season constantly and and love people that's that's what i'm going to do i'm going to represent christ um the one corinthians 13 kind of way um and this is what we see what Amen. does paul say in one corinthians 13 doesn't matter what we do for the kingdom of god if there is no charity if there is no love it's all in vain so this is this is one of the biggest things we have to remember is is everything we do has to be done in love if it's not done in love it's not, it's, it's, it's a pointless act. Amen. And also, may I add, um, not every, I mean, every Christian, let's be honest, there's no Christian that knows everything of the Bible perfectly and has it all down packed, right? There are some people, there, there are some parts of the Bible that some of us are weak in. Justin told y'all last week that he called me because he had questions about something in Genesis because he knows that I study Genesis a lot and he's not that strong there. I'm not big on studying eschatology because, as you can all see, I tell you all the time, I don't care about discussing it. Do I have an eschatological belief? Yes, but I'm also not deeply uh, invested in it enough to where I'm about to start teaching on it. That's why even in the Discord, I'm not the one who teaches on it. I leave that to people who put their time and effort in those areas. I put my time and effort in the epistles, the gospels, and some of the uh, early uh, Pentateuch, right? If someone had to teach, uh, you know, uh, let's just pick a random uh, 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 Obadiah or uh, Hosea, right? I'm not strong in those areas, right? I would have to go back and reread them before I teach those uh, because it's not a part that I heavily am studied in. That's just how it is. And any Christian that pretends they know it all, like, hey, I know everything of the Bible and I can answer all of your questions and I know everything, run away from that Christian as fast as you can. They're a liar. They're a liar. Not a single scholar would say that. Not anyone on, on this planet should say that because there's too much in there for any one of us to have it all mastered. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is ultimately, you know, just why I've got brothers and sisters in, in Christ who are from every denomination, from every denomination. Do I agree with my Calvinist friends? Do I do I agree with total depravity? Do I agree with all the doctrines of Tulip? Absolutely not. Um, and I've told them why I don't agree with it. Um, 
And, um, you know, yes, I believe God is sovereign, but not in the Calvinistic sense. So the, again, we can have these conversations without having a, without having an argument, without having a fight, because I know that ultimately they believe in the same Jesus Christ that I believe in. They believe in the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They believe that he is the only way to the father. They believe that you have to be born again, that you have to be regenerated. This is again, when it comes to soteriology, they believe the same things I do, but how, how God goes about getting that and how people come into that, that's where we disagree. And that's, you know, one of the biggest reasons why, Can I, you know, it's um, interesting I, I stand on the wall like that. I recently have, uh, you know, like I said, I barely can watch all my comments, but recently I saw a comment, a conversation in my comments that I thought was remarkable. It was between a Catholic and a Protestant, and both were in support of my video and having a conversation. And um, the Catholic said, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I stand with Mike in this situation because even though he disagrees with everything that I believe. And he even says that he hates some of the dogmas of my church. He does so with love and charity. So I still follow him and I enjoy his content. And it blew my mind because it was about one of my videos about Ryan and people saying like, oh, you don't rebuke, you know, you're, you're, you're against him because you don't rebuke sin like he does, et cetera, et cetera. So this Catholic was like, um, yes, he does. <laughs> he openly tells me all the time. He highly disagrees, right? But the thing is, if you show love and you show charity, then that's how you reach people. Because guess what? That Catholic watches my videos, right? That Catholic watches all of them. So that means that she's hearing that what I preach, she's hearing about what we believe as far as soteriology goes, what we believe as far as, you know, uh, what the gospel is and et cetera, et cetera. And that allows seeds to be planted. But if people are like, I, I want nothing to do with that person. I'm blocking them. Oh, I want nothing to do with that person. I'm going the other direction. You'll never, never reach people. All you're going to do is, I think we talked about this about a week and a half ago, about like there's a difference between preaching the gospel as a check it off the box thing or preaching the gospel with the intent to reach people. There's lots of people that, and this goes with how you represent yourself as a Christian. Are you just doing things to say I did it? Like, oh, look, I, I preached the gospel at them. I told them they're sinners. I told them they're going to hell. Or are you trying to reach people? Are, are you trying to get close to people and say, I want to get to know you. I want to share the gospel with you because that's the yeah. difference. Mm. Amen. Amen. And that's, that's, that's why we keep, we keep coming back to that. Like preach the gospel, preach the gospel. Every single instruction we receive from the apostle Paul is, is to preach the gospel, uh, you know, and, and love. Preach the gospel, love. Preach the gospel, love. This is where Paul puts his emphasis. He's not putting emphasis in other areas. He's putting emphasis on preaching the gospel with love, with long-suffering, with meekness, with a fear of the Lord. This is where the emphasis is put. So, again, uh, and I see uh, Francis, this is not this is not one of those debates where we allow atheists to come up and try and convince you. It's not our job to convince you. There's not a single single scripture that tells us we need to convince you so uh go in peace brother um and uh <laughs> ultimately you know we'll be praying for you thanks for popping in everybody in the chat pray for francis h um that 
that his veil will be removed, that his eyes will be opened, that his heart will be softened. Um, but ultimately, no, that's not what we do here. Um, and again, just getting back to the topic, um, we've we've seen this uh, happen again and again and again. Um, ultimately, we need to watch how we conduct ourselves. That this is what it comes down to. I can't speak for Mike. I can't speak for Justin. I can't speak for Blake. What I can do is watch how I conduct myself on, on social media. And this this is just my, my appeal to each and every single one of my brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're going to, you know, uh, Mel, you asked a question earlier about venting to a coworker. And remember this, a listening ear is also a running mouth. So when you are venting or when you are, you know, expressing frustrations, especially to those who are not of the faith, um, remember that they can at some point use what you said against you. So we are to, we are to, again, going back to what we see in Colossians 4, 6, making sure that our words are always seasoned with grace and with salt. So if you are venting, in a way that represents the world, then don't vent. Um, and if you are venting in a way that glorifies your creator, if you are, you know, because we all have to vent. Mark and I vent. Off social media, we vent to one another. We vent <laughs> so, daily. <laughs> we vent. So ultimately, venting is important. But again, be careful who you vent to. Um, you know, be very, be discerning about who you vent to. Not everyone who you vent to is, is looking to encourage you and build you up. They are looking to use what you say against you at some point. So be very careful who you vent to. Um, and um, ultimately, um, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to. We need to always encourage each other. As I said, exhortation, coming alongside one another and encourage encourage one another to to walk, walk this walk with, with love. Um, and always, always, like, he, like Paul says, redeeming the time, redeeming the time, because God is the one who brings salvation. And we see this in Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, first to the Greek and then also, uh, for, first to the Jew and then also to the Greek. And ultimately, the just will live by faith and from faith to faith. Um, and that's how we live as brothers and sisters in Christ. So we should always be exhorting, exhorting one another with with love and with meekness in a fear of the Lord. And, and you know, uh, good, good transition right here to end the show. Is to focus on. Uh, I would love to focus on how we speak. We've mentioned it several times in here about how our our speech should be full of grace and love. And then reading the comments, we got people in here that uh, you know uh, that are listening. And there's one person in here that you addressed, and you can already tell that the speech and love isn't there. You know, called atheist morons. And and he made me think about something um, that I think is important for us to understand. Now, I don't know what that person believes, so I'm not I'm not using him as an example for Christians, but. Him calling atheist morons made me realize that we do need to make sure people understand something. I see this online all the time. I, I think I mentioned it on a recent show or maybe a recent live stream that there's a there's a fellow Christian content creator that, that I'm friends with, and he was responding to someone's video, and he put a sticker up on the screen next to the person's comment that pointed to their comment saying, you're dumb. And it's like, why do you believe that, again, as an ambassador of Christ, talking down to someone would ever lead them to the truth is the intent 
to prove them to be dumb, to prove them to be what you're calling them, or is the intent to bring them to the truth? Same thing with, you know, my stalker and our enemies, the people that don't like us, that claim to be Christians, that claim to be fighting the good fight for Jesus. And I'm just trying to defend the word and share the word. Are you trying to prove you're smarter than someone? Are you trying to belittle someone? Or are you trying to bring truth to them? And how you speak is important. James chapter three says that with our mouth, we bless with our tongue. We bless the Lord God almighty. And then with the same tongue, we curse the very people made in his image. It says that the tongue is like a fire and how small fire it takes to start a blaze in a forest. We, we have this problem online where Christians get online and forget that they still are representing the kingdom and representing Christianity. And we get on here and we think we could talk anyway. And I see it in my comment section all the time from people supporting me. And I look at the comments like, yo, I don't want that support. I don't want that kind of support mm. calling this person mm. an idiot, this person a moron, this person going to hell, this person. That's not how we're called to yeah. talk. Don't get me wrong. I'll say someone's ignorant. That's not an insult. That's a, that's just saying you're 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 not knowledgeable in an area. I'll say that you know your belief is absurd or ridiculous, right? I'll use those words, but I'll never say something about someone personally. It, first of all, nobody that doesn't believe what we believe is an idiot or a moron, because that would be the claim that you're not an idiot or a moron, and that's why you believe it. You're not saved by your IQ level. You're not saved by how smart you are. Guess what? If that person's an idiot, you're an idiot too. I'm an idiot too. JD's an idiot too. We all make idiotic decisions in our life. That's why we were in the bottom and needed salvation. We needed it because we were idiots. We needed Jesus because we're morons. If there's anyone that we need to talk to that way, it's ourself prior to salvation because I was an idiot. I was a moron, but yet Jesus saved me. And we need to stop Amen. treating people. It really, it's... I feel like Christians have short-term memory loss. We forget who we were. Matter of fact, James, I'm going back to James again. He said, we look in the mirror and then we walk away and forget who we are, right? Yeah. Do I forget that I needed that same grace? Do I forget that I was that pathetic as well? That I was that lost as well? That I was that wicked as well? I was the wicked sinner. I was the dumb sinner, the moron sinner. I was the lost one. How dare I walk away from the mirror, forget who I am, and talk down to people like I wasn't them? That's me six years ago. That's me 10 years ago. That's you however long ago. Do not talk down to people because you will not bring anyone to the Lord that way. Yeah. Amen. 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 I mean, and 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 this is, this is just something... I guess it comes with age. I guess it comes with walking with Christ for a while. But when I was a young Christian, and, I, and, and I'm going to use this because this is the topic that, that that just come up. When it came to the pre-tribulation rapture, I used to fight people over the points of the pre-tribulation rapture. I used to be arrogant about the pre-tribulation rapture. I still stand on that view. I still stand on that view. But when I listen to my brothers who don't agree with me, I see their view. I see their point because they're using the very same Bible, exegeting the same text, presenting their findings. So, again, if anyone, if anyone is, is when it comes to eschatology, you will, your view, and here's something that's, that's going to happen. Your view might change. You might believe something for a few years and then, then be like, well, 
I found something else. And now you no longer believe what you did two years ago. This is possible. Again, we are saved by grace through faith in believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is how we are saved. Anything so outside of that. I'm so glad you said that, J.D., because even though I pointed to the fact that, you know, the atheist is you so many years ago, whatever. Also, the young Christian is you. Like, matter of fact, I want all of you right now to go into your brain to when you first came to faith. If you're new to the faith, this don't apply to you because you're still there. But to you guys that have been walking with the Lord for five years, seven years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is, go back to year one. Did you believe everything then that you believe today? I guarantee yeah. you, you didn't. Something's changed. Something's evolved. Now, not on the uh, on your soteriology. You might have used to believe that baptism by water was regenerative, or you may have believed mm. that it was necessary, or you may have believed that sprinkling or pedo baptism. You may have believed. Uh, 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 I don't know. I'm just randomly thinking some things. A different eschatology, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Would you want someone to go to the younger you and treat them like dirt? Or would you want them to guide you to the truth correctly? And then at the same yeah. time, are you saying that you were unsaved at that moment? No, you know you weren't. Because the fact yeah. is that you weren't saved by your knowledge. That's this, again, this, and, and it happens a lot with the faith alone people because they create legalism without works. They do it by doctrine. No, you're saved by faith alone. But you need to believe everything exactly as I say it. And it's yeah. this... It's human pride slipping in. Usually human pride slips in with works. But even with the people that despise works and they're like, no, we're faith alone only. They let human pride slip in because it's like, well, you got to believe X, Y, and Z. And you got to rightly divide this. And you got to make sure you believe this. And if you don't believe this, well, then this, this, and that, and this, and this, and that, and this, that. And it's like, yeah. bro, you, that's legalism too. You've turned into yeah. legalism. Yeah, one hundred percent. Ultimately, that's that. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. You, you, we are saved by grace through faith. But now you've got to get yourself the right Bible. You've got to get yourself the right this. You've got to alter this view. You've got to be that way. You've got to walk that way. Talk that way. And ultimately, that that doesn't even make any sense. Um, we we are saved by grace through faith in believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's that is what we are saved by, and that is what we are commanded to preach. Uh, in season and out of season. I mean, this is again, everybody should do a, a an in-depth study on Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Oh, you is, missed it when you were offline. I told them we'll do it next week. Okay, cool, sweet. Get it. <laughs> you were you were offline, and uh, so I wasn't. It, yeah, I told them. I said, "How would y'all like if we dive into that next week? It might take two episodes. Um, who yeah, knows." Yeah. Um, but this kind of goes in, in line. Kenny answered the question before I could. Someone asked about the bronze serpent. So it goes in line with kind of what we were talking about with faith alone. Uh, in John 3, verse 14, uh, actually, let's go back one uh, one verse. Uh, no one has ascended into heaven except he who has descended from heaven, the son of man. So that's Jesus. And then it says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Um, and if you're aware of what the bronze serpent was, um, whoever looked upon the bronze serpent was healed. 
It wasn't about works. It wasn't about how you looked at it or what you believed about the bronze serpent. It was that, did you look at it? Did you look upon it and trust the Lord? That's really what it was about. Did you trust God? Because if you trusted God, you looked upon it. If you trust God, you put your faith in the fact that looking upon this serpent would save you. God uses these actions to test your trust. Do you trust God? Look upon the Son of Man and believe in him. Do you trust God to save you? Look upon Jesus and trust him. That's what faith is. Faith is the word trust. And trust is evident in our actions. It's not our actions that define our trust, but our actions will be defined by our trust. And I've said it before. If you trust planes, you'll get on a plane. If you trust trains, you'll get on a train. If I trust JD, I'll do a trust fall. I'll let him catch me. It wasn't my falling that made him catch me, though. Like, me falling isn't the reason why he said, okay, now I'm going to catch him. I, I trusted him already. That's why I fell. So, again, not saying we work our way to anything, but if you trust God, it will be evident in how you live your life and what you do because you trust him. Um, mm -hmm. So is that is this the KJV? No, that is the ESV. Yeah. yeah. So we got about 17 so minutes left. Yeah, awesome. next week we're going to do 2 Timothy. Uh, JD will make sure to plug in the UPS, the UPS, and have it plugged yeah. in uh, to ensure that we don't have any interruptions. Um, <laughs> but uh, we will do 2 Timothy. Now, we might get through that on Monday's episode, uh, and then Wednesday will be something else. But let's plan for two episodes just because, again, the way JD and, and 2 Timothy's got a lot. I mean, just chapters, uh, chapters 3 and 4 alone are like an episode and then you you still got all the rest of the letter so um who knows how long it will take us but uh uh let's plan for two episodes two. excuse me yeah Amen. Oh. and then we will uh so i've got a couple things to announce that we're definitely gonna be working on um as far as uh we i would like to start if matter of fact if you really want to know what's coming Inside that beacons, you can hit a button called subscribe at the top right, top left-hand corner. And when you subscribe, it links your email address to a mailing list, and I can send out information. I sent a test email out last week. If you got it, just know that you don't have to respond or anything. But with that, when we initiate the Bible uh, in a year, you'll get an email about that coming. Uh, when I start the mailbag, because I'm going to go ahead and create a mailbag as well, because I know people have a lot of questions that we don't always get to in the, excuse me, in the live stream, but if you guys send us these questions, man, I keep yawning. <sighs> if you guys send us these questions, we can go ahead and uh, do them separately and do like, uh, you know, mailbag episodes or stuff like that. Um, so definitely a bunch of stuff that we want to get into. Uh, for the person asking about deliverance, we have an entire episode last Monday. Was it last Monday? Yeah. La I think so. Yes. If you go to the, on the YouTube, go to past live streams, hit that lives button and scroll down. One of them says uh, the title of the deliverance. I should have probably titled it differently. The title of the of the deliverance uh, ministry episode was many will say to me, Lord, Lord, uh, or many will say, Lord, Lord. That was the title of the deliverance episode. We talked for two hours about deliverance. So if you want to know what our thoughts are on deliverance, uh, it's a two hour episode that says, that's title is many will say, Lord, Lord, I probably should start numbering these episodes now that we're getting deep into things. Um, so that way yeah. we can be like episode, you know, 47 was about that or whatever. Um, working on that, 
definitely uh you should check your uh, okay i'll check my po box again i got you um but yeah we're coming near the end um you didn't get an email i you might have subscribed after i did the test email i did the test email might have been two weeks ago but um um i i'll send another test email and, and and try it out, but it sh- I have all the email addresses, so I mean I see those, I see those. So no matter what, I'll get emails sent out to the subscribers to let them know when things are coming um, in a month. Yeah, I got you in a month. Uh, JD, uh, since we're lagging and we got 14 minutes left, what what what's any final messages you want to give them? Just again, yeah. Um, ultimately, when we see these things online. And again, I've, I've said this so many times on my lives, you do not have to, you know, indulge um, or get involved in every single argument you're invited to get involved in. Um, you you can't walk away. No answer is an answer. Not answering is an answer. And and we, again, bridling your tongue and, and watching what you say is, is absolutely, absolutely imperative. Um, that is Matthew seven twenty one. That is the Lord, Lord. Many will say again. Yeah, <laughs> so, we touch on that <laughs> that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in that same same episode, Joshua. Um, and and guys, just again, walk in love, walk in love, and we know how we are to represent Christ. Um, the instructions are clear throughout the Pauline epistles, Peter's epistles, Jude. We, we see it. We see it in James. This is how we are to walk as followers of Christ Jesus and how we are to represent Christ Jesus accurately. And again, going back to the second command, you know, bearing, not bearing, you know, false witness to the name of God, not representing him in a way that dishonors his name, dishonors his holy nature. We are to walk in a way that is worthy of the vocation as we see working, walking worthy of the vocation of Christ. So God bless you all. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties. Again, like and subscribe. Please check out uh, the links in uh, Mark's bio. Some true Christian merch um, is available. And uh, there we go. Jesus is king. Go in peace. And as well as the, the Tombs Empty Bro merch, there it is. Uh, also in my bio. Uh, go check it out. Represent. Repping for Christ. And as well as if you guys want to support the ministry and help us get this YouTube channel up, to bigger and better things then you can check out the link tree on mark's bio thank you to everybody that has been a part of it so far everybody that has helped the bible ministry on my end that has helped the true christian ministry on that end we appreciate you we love you we thank you all for for being here all 48 of you may god bless you may you continue to walk in peace may you go in peace and may you walk in the love which we have received from jesus christ you know, ultimately giving his life for us so that we, and what does it, what does the text second Corinthians five say? He who knew no, no sin, he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might be free through him. And ultimately that is just a great reminder that the gospel is what saves Jesus Christ is grace and peace. Have a fantastic, fantastic evening.
Amen. I really have nothing to say on top of that. We're done early tonight, 10 minutes early. I'm coming back from vacation, guys. So let me get back in the role of things. I know today's episode was a little at the end. We had a little technical difficulty. We had some trolls and et cetera, et cetera. But next week, we're going to be going back into scripture, diving into Second Timothy. Uh, we're going to go through the entire thing uh, from chapter one all the way to the end. So um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're diving deep into it. And I love those episodes where we dive into scripture. Uh, so I appreciate you all being here. Uh, as always, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. Again, it helps the ministry out because the more views we get here on YouTube, uh, the more chance we have to monetize. And that way we don't have to ask people for help with things. By the way, some of you have sent us things like Bibles and, and sent us things uh, uh, for the ministry. And we were able to hand these things out. We gave out Bibles last week when we were out in the street. So your guys, uh, uh, you know, donations and help has really helped us. So we appreciate you all for that. Guys, keep your eyes focused on the cross. Uh, don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about what other Christians do or what non-believers say. Focus on what Jesus asked you to focus on, and that's him. Focus on him. Keep your eyes on the cross, and don't let the the, the devil convince you to condemn yourself. Don't let him step out of your, uh, you know, of your path of walking in the light. Continue to shine that light. And I will see you guys uh, over on TikTok for a little bit before I end the night because I am tired. Uh, I just got back yesterday. So God bless, guys. Go in peace. Love you all. And it was good seeing you.